You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. We have, uh, you know, a plethora of little things here and there to talk about. I'm going to back away from the mic, maybe adjust the volume on this a bit. It seems to be a bit finicky these days. Um, so, should we get into basically what happened with the Indians demoting four players? I, I touched on very briefly, and after the offseason we've had in terms of cutting money left and right, I immediately went probably more sinister than the situation deserved. Um, it seems that in the maneuvering they did it is interesting that still it's like they sent down those four players unless i'm missing something like they're still carrying five catchers but whatever that would take them down to about 31 um players not counting the ones that are injured it's just players that had options and easy flexibility and we're still kind of early on in the way things are going so whatever occurs uh you know not as sinister but when you've had the offseason the indians have had uh, I don't think you'll blame me for thinking that there could have been more to it than meets the eye. Um, Jose Ramirez changed agencies. Don't make a big deal out of this. It's the same agent, and he has been with, um, let me look who it up, uh, Rafi Nieves for a while. Nieves was, uh, last year he changed, like, so he moved from Beverly Hills Sports Council to being part of the Wasserman team, and now he's broken out on his own. Um, and Republic Sports. So, um, yeah, that's the, the him changing agents. Is not, it's is the same person he's been with. So don't, uh, if you're like, he changed agents, don't start reading into things. That's nothing to be too worried about. Uh, the draft. Um, so we kind of have more information since Friday. I wrote a whole article. I don't really want to spend too much time on this just because... Um, frankly, at this point, I'm just kind of annoyed by everything that is happening with Major League Baseball and how they are treating this and what's going down. So if it wasn't bad enough that they're cutting um, the draft down, cutting a lot of players' opportunities down, um, and basically saying that we don't want to pay, you know, like I said, you can get down to it. At, at its core, everything that's happened, this isn't about saving money because it's not a huge, huge amount of money saving being saved. It's about... Um, cutting minor league teams so they don't have to pay minor leaguers. But when you get down to it, it was interesting. Now we know that no player this year will get more than $100,000. That's it. Next year they would get 45% of their signing bonus. The year after, 45% of their signing bonus. That's crazy. Um, it, it's an odd situation. I mean, of course, the whole world's an odd situation right now, but... Um, I still have a hard time feeling bad for the billionaire right now when we have, you know, hundreds, if not thousands. I mean, thousands of kids get drafted every year. So let's be honest. There are thousands of kids, and I'm not even looking at the international players and what they're going through. There are thousands of American kids right now who um, whose lives are being damaged because billionaires are, are a little bit hurt. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep pushing that point because that's, that's the true point in all of this is that People who have the ability and the means to stomach these hits um, aren't, so uh, thousands of, of kids will pay that price. Uh, we'll see what happens. Again, it's so odd. I have no idea what this draft will look like, how it's going to be. I mean, if you're Spencer Torkelson, do you just say, nah, I'm good? Like, what's the—we don't know even how the—nothing uh, I've seen has talked about, like, how next year's bonuses will be affected. Like, 
Spencer Torgelson will be 20 on draft day. He's a very young junior. He might decide, you know, he's yeah, he's at uh he's out there and uh oh I always mess these up. I believe Arizona State, but I reverse those sometimes. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Arizona State. You know, either one known party school, uh, big name on campus. He might just decide to return and try to see if he can end up in the top ten all time in home runs. Uh, especially if next year's draft doesn't have quite as many restrictions because there's a chance where if they're not getting delayed money, like at some point, they can't keep delaying draft pick money. So at some point, there's going to be a kid who was drafted the year before who still hasn't fully been paid while a kid in his draft year is going to get fully paid. It's odd. I don't know. We'll have to see how this unfolds, unfurls. But uh, yeah, there's. I feel like there's some kids when you go through, it's like, uh, Pete uh, Crow Armstrong, like he's going to Vandy. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he's kind of one of the big prep outfielders in this class. And you know, I was trying to dig in. I was trying to remember if it was his his parents had been athletes, or if it's just it, he comes from a well-to-do situation. Whatever, none of that you know really matters. The point is, this chances of someone like him going to Vandy for three years are a lot higher now um jordan walker the third baseman who's probably the biggest recruit duke has ever had uh one parent's an mit graduate the other one's a harvard graduate uh, computer science engineering for one of them uh he's a lot more likely to go to duke i think we're going to see a lot of kids maybe lean towards the college route go get your education and um come back in a few years where you can get more than a hundred thousand dollars out of the gate it's just uh, the, the other thing with all of this is like uh, you know, I know that baseball is being uniquely affected because their season hadn't started yet. But this is, if you wanted to set up a system to really encourage every athletic kid to not play baseball, this is the way to do it. This is the way to set up for athletic American uh, uh, students to go the football route instead of the baseball route. Um, with all the uh, things that baseball has done well of late, it's it's just a real kick in the pants. And I, I was honestly, when the news broke. Um, and I had the time to continually go over it. I was just continually depressed by it and um, upset by it because it is—it's just wrong. I, I just can't get past that feeling of wrongness for the whole situation. So, um, you know, we talked about that. We'll on the second half of the show today. Uh, we'll dig into some more of the Sims that I've done. Uh, talk about some of the issues I've run into already with uh, the software. If you remember, one of the big issues was the Indians have a really inflated payroll because uh, Shane Bieber is making uh, an obscene amount of money. Uh, For some reason, he was making more than Clevenger in the game. Uh, So that could have been uh, just a a minor bug in it. But, you know, you deal with the ups, you deal with the downs. So we'll we'll talk about the simulation stuff. Tomorrow we'll do another historical draft. We'll also talk about the simulation for the day. and then we'll uh, we'll continue. We'll do history on Wednesday, and we'll go from there. So uh, we will be right back after this quick sponsor break. With things as our sponsor, and they are a perfect sponsor for the times. Uh, if you're like me and you're just eating random stuff around your house, maybe eating some things that make you feel good but aren't going to make you feel healthy. Uh, the Withings Body Plus is going to be a scale that uh, smart scale that is going to help you get and stay in shape. How's it going to do that? Because it's a tool that'll help you monitor your weight. Now, Withings made one of the first smart scales and they make one of the best according to Tom's guide. The Withings Smart Scale Plus is rated their top scale in 2020. This, the reason this will help you get in better shape is the tools involved. So 
It's a smart scale. It has iOS or Android, and it uses Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Now, most only use Bluetooth. That means you don't have to have your phone on you when you step on the Withings Body Plus, which gives you weight, body composition, weight trend, and the weather. It supports up to eight users, and it knows who it is when you step on the scale. Here is our deal. You're going to get 25% off the Withings Body Plus right now at Withings.com for a limited time. Go to Withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S. Dot com slash MLB to get 25% off the Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash back slash back slash slash MLB to get 25% off the Body Plus Body Composition Scale. Check it out. Okay, so let's talk about the sim. Uh, it, it's been interesting so far. Uh, should we go with just the overall good? Uh, if you remember from... Uh, the last sim of the week, last uh, Friday, when Carlos Santana had an error that cost them the game. Well, he's now up to four home runs on the year and has been really dragging the Indians through this season. So the, uh, was it because there was no game, they would have started on Thursday, not had a Friday game, then played Saturday, Sunday. So in Saturday's game, uh, Aaron Saval against Spencer Turnbull, six and two-thirds innings of one-run baseball by Saval, excellent outing. Karen Chuck struggled. James Hoyt struggled. Brad Hand gets the save. Uh, Santana goes yard twice in that one. Jordan Leplow gets a double. Santana has a multi-hit game. Roberto Perez has a multi-hit game uh, for the Indians. 27 degrees Fahrenheit. Another cold one in that one. So then we go to the Sunday game. Now this one was crazy. This is where I run to one of my issues because I put Adam Plutko in the rotation because he's on the roster and he was a starter last year and we know that's a role that he's likely going to fill this year, especially because he doesn't have any options. Uh, but he is coded in the game as a reliever. So when he got through three innings, he was tired and I couldn't push him any further. Over those three innings, he gave up two earned runs, struck out two. Uh, both those earned runs came on solo shots. Uh, the final one being at the, I tried to push him into the fourth and CJ Cron, uh, promptly went yard to tie the, no, not to tie the game up at that point, uh, to make it a three, two game. Uh, Cron had a big game. A lot of people had a big game. Uh, after Pletko, wet grin came in, went two and a third and gave up three runs. Oliver Perez came in for an inning, gave up two runs. James Hoyt for an inning, two runs. Uh, we'll talk about the ninth in a bit, but, uh. So the Tigers jump out early. Indians come back and make it three to one. Then it gets three to two. Then the Indians are able to get up there to a six to two lead. Um, things feel like they're going pretty well with that sixty-two lead. And then the Indians give up three runs, so we're like, okay, six five. And then they give up two more, and all of a sudden they went had a five-run lead to losing by one. They then come back and uh, take the lead again. A five-run in the seventh. Uh, five spot in the seventh. Tigers and Indians both put a run through in the eighth. And then in the ninth, um, I had Hoyt started out because he he had actually come together for a bit, and the pen in this game is disastrous for the Indians already. Uh, then Brad Hand came in and was just awful and was very lucky to get out of there at a tie game, 12-12. And the Indians came up in the bottom of the ninth. And very luckily, Cesar Hernandez uh, got on base and was able to uh, advance. And then uh, on like a, I think it was uh, Lindor went, uh, was able to advance like on a fly ball. And then eventually he came home on a Jose Ramirez uh, single. 
because uh, he had also advanced on Mercado, had had a fly ball. So two uh, two things to advance him, then Ramirez singled to get that uh, game-winning run across. Double by Roberto Perez and Jose Ramirez in the game, a home run by Santana and Cesar Hernandez. In terms of multi-hit, Jose Ramirez, four, two for Mercado, two for Santana, two for Fran Mill, two for Cesar Hernandez. Uh, Jose Ramirez actually had two walks as well, so six plate appearances, six times on base. A uh, huge game for him. Multi-walk, uh, Domingo Santana, Jordan Leplo, each walked twice, as did Cesar Hernandez. Uh, Mark Ecker came in at one point as a reliever for Detroit and walked like four guys in a row in that big fifth. So the Indians sneak out a win, uh, two out of three, in the opening series against the Tigers. Um, 6-4, 4-6, 13-12. Uh, so far, team leaders, Aaron Saval in ERA with a 1.35. Wins, Aaron Saval. Saves, Brad Hand. Average, Carlos Santana at 4-17. Home runs, Carlos Santana. Um, we'll see how this goes. What I'm running into so far with the Indians is I'm going to pretty much be forced to uh, to move Plutko into a pen roll just because he... Uh, He's set up to be a reliever. He's not set up to be a starter. And with and it's the same problem I have with uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez. I can't really keep either of those guys as starters because their um, their uh, endurance score is so low that they would be having two guys with an endurance under 30 would just make it an impossible situation for uh, keeping the team going. So I'm going to have to move some things around, mess with some things. Um I mean, they've got Tristan McKenzie borderline ready to go right now, honestly. Uh, I'll be curious to see what happens um, if this season, at what point during the season, trades start getting offered and the like. Um, that's that's what I'm running into, and this has already made me very fearful for the Indians' pen um, in general. Uh, yes, it'd be nice if I could promote Class A, but he is hurt in real life, and even though they don't have him hurt in game, I, I, I can't promote him yet. Um, Karen Chalk, the game is not uh, not very sold on, so <laughs> that also kind of stings. Uh, just in terms of grading, uh, in this in the game, like you know, Bieber's an 88 with a ceiling of 91, Saval 78, 83. Uh, for the pen, Simbers is 68, Hunter Woods is 76-77, which actually makes him arguably the best arm in the pen. I should probably be using him more. Uh, Oliver Perez at a 73, Karen Chalk 72-74, Wetgren 70-71, Phil Maton 70-71, Brad Hand 77, uh, Plutko is 64, Rodriguez 63-66. So yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know how the Indians can do this year. It's not... Uh, it's not ideal. Let's let's just put it that way. They are in a situation where there's a lot of guys, especially with these injuries. Um, I need to go and, and figure out some timelines, but that's what we're kind of looking at um, just for the Indians and their pitching staff. The pen in this game has made me a little more concerned. I mean, the pen was not good to end the season a year ago, so I already had some concerns heading into this year. We'll see how it goes. I thought they needed to add a reliever. Um, Class A was an interesting addition. But uh, now he's hurt, and they never added a reliever outside of him. So we'll see what happens with the Indians in the back of that pen. Offensively, if everyone is healthy, it's an interesting team. Um, that's what I'm seeing in the early going of the Sims. 
there's not a real position that you look at and go, okay, they are offensively uh, a net negative. Uh, you know, you might look at that Luplo uh, platoon situation uh, in game. They like Luplo quite a bit. Um, he's an 80-83 with 79 contact, 82 power, 83 gap power, 85 eye, 78 speed, and um, positive defensive value. About average in right and a little um, po- above average in left. So I was looking to see if they have uh, specific splits data for him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's better against lefties in game, but uh, he's no slouch against righties. So that's one of those things where there's definitely uh, an advantage for the Indians in real life as opposed to the in the game version. But we'll see. We don't have baseball right now. We have to take what we can get. I thought this would be a fun way to still get some baseball in our lives. Um, it is also interesting. I know they added guys to the minors and the like. Um, you know, we talked about Daniel Johnson. They seventy seventy eight for him, not like a super high grading. Uh, Nolan Jones is just a seventy seventy nine. Um, not much faith in his. Uh, his offensive ceiling, I guess. Uh, I'll be curious to see if, if somehow he can improve his scores. Like, I mean, far and away, Tristan McKenzie is your number one prospect um, in this system, followed by Lenny Torres and then Daniel Espino. Uh, it, it's definitely a team that is pitching heavy, and, I mean, that kind of fits somewhat in the real-life Indians, but... Uh, I heard a few people who seemed to think this was fun, so hopefully I'll continue. Uh, you know, maybe we'll do a few days where I do just the bad play-by-play, and eventually I'll get better at it. We just don't have a whole lot to talk about. You know, there was the draft stuff, um, which I, I'm getting tired of talking about, in all honesty. And then there's just, uh, you know, the waiting game, which is what we're all playing right now in real life. So instead, let's play the baseball game in, in real life and talk about it and see how it goes. Um Right now, the Indians are projected to lose $9 million in my game with a team payroll of $156 million. I laugh because, you know, we know in real life the team payroll is about $96 million. So the, the Indians are making about $60 million more than uh, in this game. Then uh, I was curious about this. So, like, I went through and I looked at stuff. Santana at 19.16. That's if he didn't have his signing bonuses. We have Bieber at 19, uh, Lindor signed that extension at 15, 12 for Carrasco, 11 for Clevenger, 10 for Ramirez, 8.8 for Hand, Fran Mill at 7.7. He's not, I don't even think he's ar- out of arbitration yet. Cesar Hernandez, they have the right amount. Roberto Perez is the right amount. I can't see Luplo getting 4.8. 4.2 for Mercado, who's not out of arbitration yet. Uh Domingo Santana is correct. Savala, $3 million, who's not out of arbitration. Oliver Perez, I believe, is correct. Jake Bowers, again, I don't think out of arbitration. Zach Plesak, not out of arbitration. Those two guys there at about four, $5 million between them. Uh, Leone, DeShields, uh, Wetgren, Naquin, those guys are all right. So, um, yeah, so that, that's how you get up to this position where uh, I'm going to be in massive uh, debt at the end of the year, unlike the actual Indians owner, because my team's carrying $60 million more in money, which if the Indians were doing, um, if they could somehow carry $60 million more, uh, we would have Francisco Lindor here forever. 
And I will end with that fun thought process and dream. You know, he is here forever in my game, but I do have uh, more financial flexibility because I have a weird finances on this team. I want to thank you all for listening, for reading and reviewing, leaving the comments on iTunes. That helps greatly. Downloading, listening, everything. You are a fantastic audience, and I owe you a lot. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying the free content and the ways we're going about trying to keep interesting content even when uh, the world is paused right now. Again, thank you all. You are fantastic. I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been Locked On Indians. Remember, you can tell your smart device to play Locked On Indians. Uh, And as always, go Tribe.